the UK, afternoon in India. Yeah, it's afternoon around like three or next three, two thirty. Yep. Yeah. Great. So how are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. It's Monday morning, but my daughter's at nursery, so uh, yeah, it's uh, got a bit of time today, luckily. Okay. So you're a single parent? Uh, no, my I have my wife here as well, but she's working in the other room. So okay. we've just got our daughter at two day two days a week in nursery, so we can try and do a little bit of work, basically. Okay. So how's everything in Nevada over the virus and pandemic? It's still lockdown because we have still lockdown here. Yeah, yeah, it was um, a lot more relaxed uh, recently and then um, they just clamped down again in the last few days. So today is the first day of a kind of new phase again of lockdown, basically. So, um, yes, it's uh, it's they're getting they're getting tougher again on it because the cases have been going up. So it's been not normal, but it's been a bit more relaxed for the last few weeks. And then, yeah, it will be interesting to see if people adjust again to being careful or if everybody kind of has had enough of it already. <laughs> we'll see. So you're a full-time writer or like part-time, like say something about yourself, something. Sorry, say again? I said, are you a full-time writer or a part-time writer? I, I'm a, I'm a part-time writer. Um, I uh, I have a day job um, in uh, in television. Um, I work in in documentary television here in the UK. Um, so my my day job is is coming up with ideas for documentaries, um, and I write in my in my spare time, in my free time, um, and uh, decided to to publish my first collection of stories as a sort of short book uh, during lockdown. Yeah, very interesting set of stories. The three stories are quite interlinked. And I like the way of writing, very crisp. I mean, no drama, nothing. Like the words okay, that you. you use are very stiff. Like so in the beginning, when you describe the raindrops to some popcorn and all, I was like, oh God, that is so brilliant. Oh, I'm glad you like that. Yeah. Tell us something more about your book. Like, how did you get the idea? How did you? How did it come about? Yes, um, I um, I guess I've always kind of had ideas, both for my job, it's kind of my job to have ideas, but those are normally focused on television programs, but I've always had ideas for, for stories and I've always kind of had things just come into my head um, at any time of the day or night. Um, and this came about because uh, I went on a, a trip with my wife to America um, uh, just before, a bit before our daughter was born, um, about four years ago now. And um, we, we flew to Las Vegas and we hired a Jeep and we stayed in Las Vegas for a few days and we drove out to the national parks in, in Nevada and in Utah. And then we drove from Las Vegas to um, Los Angeles and then we carried on the trip up through California. And I guess something about um, the the places that we saw uh, and the experience of being there obviously had a, an impact on me um, and we made a nice photo album and we had lots of lovely pictures from the trip and I think that kind of drip drip effect um, meant that one day I, I woke up in the morning and I had just had this kind of vivid image in my mind of the start of this first story in, in the book um, and so I uh, often when that happens I try to try to get it down one way or another before it disappears. Sometimes I fail and fall back asleep. Um, but this time I got up and I started uh, typing on my phone in the shower and then it carried on as I traveled to work. Um, and that became the first story. And it was really inspired by 
um, kind of the landscape um, and the the environment and and the sort of the feel and the mood of, of the place uh, that, that I imagined and it was kind of inspired by a mixture of Death Valley and Zion National Park and so on um, and so that's where that first story came from and then um, eventually it sort of grew into something a bit bigger and, and I used the, that trip and some, some of the places I'd been to including Las Vegas uh, and including uh, Zion National Park as the kind of focal points for the other stories so the first story is kind of set in the wilds of a semi-fictional sort of Nevada or Utah or California and then the other two are a bit more grounded in uh, the second story is is uh, really around Las Vegas um, and the third story is um, really in my mind um, I was picturing uh, Zion National Park uh, which is a beautiful national park uh, just over the border in Utah that we visited um, so although it is called Nevada Noir it is kind of inspired by a combination of places uh, that we visited there. So the two characters, uh, the couple from the Vegas story, they are like based on you and your wife? Um, I, I guess, yeah, not not directly. Um, I think um, I'd be nervous of literally writing myself or, or my wife or, or my friends or family very directly into a story. But I think whenever you write bits of you and bits of the people that are closest to you, um, go into the story. So there's definitely elements of uh, their relationship and kind of their conversations and, and their attitudes that I think uh, come uh, from my experiences with myself and, and with my wife and, and with people I know. Um, so yes, they're, they're, they're sort of informed and inspired by a combination of, of real and fictional uh, influences really. But yeah, there's probably more than a tiny bit of, of myself and my wife in there. And I hadn't really thought about it when I was writing it actually. Um, it seems strange to say because they are a couple our age-ish um, and they are driving in, in a way almost on, on the route that we drove in that second story. But I, I didn't really think about it that, that obviously actually in my head they were fictional people who were doing, they were getting from this place where, where they discover something to, to Las Vegas. Um, and uh, I didn't really think about the fact that that was actually kind of what we had done. Um, but yes, in hindsight, there's more than a little bit of us in there, I think. Okay, all right. I really thought you're from uh, you know, Nevada, and I asked you about Route 66. Did you go through the route, like uh, your trip? Um, no, not really. No, it's one of those uh, iconic uh, trips that um, I think if we were going to do Route 66, we'd probably want to do a good long stretch of it. Um, and this was a slightly different um, holiday. Um, but I think, um, as you mentioned about Route 66, it's got that kind of idea of um, Americana and that kind of idea of the Old West and, and the New West. But, you know, it's almost like frozen in time, isn't it? And I think that idea of that transience and that journey um, and that idea of being a bit um, uh, rootless um, that, that, it, that I think people associate with Route 66. It's kind of forget about everything else, chuck your bag in the back of the car and just go and experience the real America. Um, I think that was kind of, even though it wasn't directly about Route 66, it's those kind of things that inform my book. Um, it, it's a sort of slightly outsider's view of America, maybe a foreigner's view of America that slightly romanticizes um, uh, that idea of, of the of the old west. Um, I'm quite influenced by westerns, and and I do I do 
draw a lot of inspiration from those um, both those stories and also those settings I think um, so yes I think uh, it's definitely got an element of that I think if you're the sort of person who imagines they might like to go and drive down Route 66 or might like to read Kerouac or things like that then um, I'd like to think you might also enjoy enjoy these stories are there any similar legends around Britain, like Route 66 or something which you would like to explore? Maybe there are more like castles and palaces there? Yes, I think there's, um, I mean, there's, there's a huge variety of things along the route. But I think from what I've read about Route 66, it's, um, it, is, it is sort of perhaps a bit over-romanticized maybe, I think, as for foreigners. Um, and the only uh, people I know who've kind of done it found amazing moments on that trip um, but a lot of it is I think you don't realize as a foreigner just how big America is um, and so you end up driving huge long stretches that can be quite similar and visiting lots and lots of small towns that can all seem especially to an outsider probably very very similar um, so I think you have to really cherry pick like you say the most interesting stops along along that route if that's what you're going to do. So I, I'd like to think it's something I will do um, one day. Um, and like I say, it might, it might inspire another story or, or something else. Um, but yes, it's, it, I think it's just iconic, sort of emblematic of that idea of the freedom of America, where, like I say, you can just go. Um, and I think that as a, as a writer is quite an inspiring idea you know that and that's a good it's a good way to think of a story i think it just kind of starts out on a road and you just see where the road takes you right so is your next book like similar to the one it's like um the the book i'm working on at the moment i would say is, is quite different actually um it, it's not it's not completely different but um uh, I've kind of moved away just for now with the next um, book from that sort of um, noir uh, crime detective um, genre. Um, I wanted to, I had an idea, um, it's actually very much inspired by lockdown um, and it, it came out of really the start of lockdown. Um, and I wanted to, I started keeping a diary uh, of our life at home and um, just some very basic notes about what was happening with our lives and with our daughter and being at home and trying to get toilet paper and all that kind of stuff. Um, and also what was happening in the world with, with deaths and lockdowns and, and the spread of the pandemic and, and all of that. Um, and I decided I wanted to try and use that as the starting point for a new story. Um, and so um, I, I decided to um, write something that's a bit more, whereas Nevada Noir is more influenced by writers um, from the sort of noir and, and crime genre. Um, I wanted to try and write something perhaps with slightly different influences. Um, and so it's, it's kind of, I would say, the most influenced by um, uh, J.G. Ballard, a British um, science fiction writer, really, although he sort of created his own genre, which was dubbed Ballardian fiction, which is this sort of um, dystopian, um, but very real near future kind of fiction. Um, and so it's, it's a bit like something by J.G. Ballard crossed with something like The Road, perhaps by Cormac McCarthy, again, sort of quite dark dystopian um, but it's set in London, uh, just up the road from where we live, um, and it's um, 
the thing that it has similarly, hopefully, with Nevada Noir is that it's um, it's got plenty of um, pace and action. Um, it's got that those kind of morally ambiguous characters. Um, it's got you know that sort of um, sense of uh, sort of looming sense of spectre of death, um, and it's sort of quite uh, hopefully quite poetic and sort of sensual and, and sensory and descriptive. Um, which I think is something that that's how I like to write. Um, I like to give a real sense of place and environment and kind of try and place the reader somewhere really three-dimensional where they can see and hear and smell and taste um, the environment that they're in. So yes, it's, sorry, long answer, um, but it's a, it's a bit different. It's not a, it's not a sort of a crime Americana tale. Um, it's a sort of dark dystopian London story but i've got plenty of um stories uh, to follow up on nevada noir as well um, i'm planning a, an extension of nevada noir so some more stories in nevada um, some other stories um, in a similar style but set in different places around the world that mean something to me um, so that sort of travel noir exotic noir genre um, i think is, is going to be something i want to write more of um, so yeah, plenty, plenty going on, but the next big one is, is uh, hopefully going to be this, this story that's novel length, um, set in London. As a writer, do you think we are heading towards that kind of world, the new world or new age, whatever? I mean, it's very hard to tell, isn't it? I think almost every day you get a different um, feeling about what the future might hold and something might happen. I think all of us at the moment are very, we're very up and down at the moment, I think, in our, in our moods, in our attitudes, because it's such, a, it's such a strange situation to be in and everyone's sort of trapped at home and struggling with juggling work and, and, and money and family and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's, quite, it's quite tough and it's quite upsetting. And I think you know, something good happens and you feel very positive immediately and anything bad happens and you feel very negative immediately. And all I know, I think, is that it's going to be a while before we really know what, what the future holds. Um, I, think, um, I think we're going to go on like this for a little while, bouncing up and down between lockdown and not lockdown. Um, and then maybe eventually they'll get uh, some kind of um, vaccine and that might free everything up for a bit. But then it seems like it's only going to be a matter of time before there's something similar happens again, that, that this is that these kind of waves of pandemic might start to become more common. Um, hopefully we'll get better at being prepared for them and dealing with them and there'll be a more global kind of perspective on how to deal with it. But um, yes, I don't know. The, the book that I'm writing takes the absolute worst case scenario as the starting point. Um, I kind of, I like to say that it, it's not actually, it's not about the pandemic. It's not about the experience of being in the pandemic now, which I think people are a bit sick of, to be honest. I'm not sure I'd want to read a book right now that was detailing, you know, the reality of life that we're in because it's just too close, it's too soon. Um, but this is kind of imagining that everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. Um, and kind of le led to that breakdown in, in society um, that, that is normally, you know, that, that's often the, the, the classic starting point for dystopian fiction and, and, and all of that kind of genre, whether it's a, a viral outbreak or, you know, something more, more on, on the kind of fantastical spectrum like zombies or whatever it might be. Um, this is a kind of real starting point, um, but imagining that it's 2021 and 
the second wave was, you know, brutal and kind of decimated the workforce and meant that all the key things that support society collapsed. Um, and so you're left in this world where there isn't really electricity or gas or running water. There's no real form of government. There's no real form of, of policing. Uh, and so it's that, that's why I kind of said it's a bit like something like the road um, or even a little bit like the kind of future that somewhat something like Mad Max uh, envisaged, envisaged. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you know, it, it could have happened like that. I think um, it's possible it could still, I suspect it won't. I suspect, you know, we'll just about be able to hold on to normality. Um, but it's not, uh, it's not that far fetched. I think that, um, that things could have gone badly wrong both here and, and in a lot of other places. Uh, so will we see a book to screen adaptation because since you're already into the film industry documentary and all that like, will you be um, um, yeah, I mean, I, so I, I predominantly work in, in factual programming. So obviously that's not the per, you know, an exact match for, for when I write fiction, but um, I have produced um, uh, a short scripted film um, that's at the moment on the um, award circuit and has, has won a few awards and is being entered into a few more as we speak. Um, that was as a producer. Um, I, I, I'm not really a, a producer or a director. I really am more of an ideas person and a writer in my career. So, um, but I do, I'm very, very influenced by multimedia, um, you know, not just reading and writing, um, but equally by, by film, by TV drama, even by video games and music. Um, and so I think everything I write, I, I do, I imagine it as playing out on a screen. I see it, you know, I see it in front of me visually. And that's what I try to convey in my writing so that other people can see those images that are, that are in my mind. Um, and so I think in that sense, it, they do, I hope, lend themselves to, to being adapted to the screen. Um, I could definitely see Nevada Noir ma making a really good, fun, um, you know, film or collection of short films or, you know, uh, it was quite influenced by a film called Hell or High Water, um, which is a sort of neo-noir, neo-Western uh, American film, um, but directed by a British director. Um, and it, it, I kind of had that, the way that was shot and, and, and the, the vibe of that in my mind. Um, or, you know, directors like the Cohen brothers, um, uh, things like Ballad of Bast Buster Scruggs and, and, and films like that. I could imagine that kind of treatment to the stories. Or it's also been, um, Nevada Noir has also been compared by a couple of readers to um, Fargo, uh, not just the film, but the TV series. Um, and, you know, I can see that you could definitely do something with, you know, it would be fun to think about who you could cast in some of the roles and maybe how you could expand the stories uh, to, to, to fill a, a full film or, or a TV series. All right. So can you read a paragraph with whatever you like? In a book? Yes. So I, there were two that I was thinking about. Um, one, the first one, um, I think probably I'd like to read um, just the first, my paragraphs are so short, I thought I'd read the first page, it's still quite short, of um, the very first page of the third story, which is called A Slow Death. Um, I thought that might be more interesting for people to hear than the first page of the first story. Um, because one, you can read that for free um, if you do the preview on Amazon anyway. Um, but also I think my writing kind of evolved um, during the process. 
Um, and the, the start of the book is, is quite different in style, I think, to the way it ends. And I like that about it, but maybe it's not always a fair representation. I, I like that readers get to read hopefully all the way through and, and, and read three different stories. So I thought I'd read this, which is the first page of, uh, I'm gonna read it from my paperback copy, uh, which I quite like. Um, uh, this is the first page of A Slow Death, uh, which is the third story in Nevada Noir. The smell of it is rank, hanging in the clear, crisp air, an affront to the beauty of the scene. He wades through the waist-high grasses, the sun creeping over the canyon wall and intermittently blinding him as he follows the scent of death towards the far end of the glade. She can't have been more than two years old, a crumpled bloody mess draped over a jagged little boulder at the base of the cliff. The carrion birds had already visited. He sighs deeply, takes out his pouch, and carefully rolls himself a cigarette. Whenever he finds a dead animal, especially a beautiful one like this young deer, he likes to take a moment for a smoke, to let his imagination wander and temporarily bring the creature back to life. The doe runs the meadow valley, jinking through the rocks of the narrowing canyon before reaching the pool at the foot of the thread of silver water, spouting from the rock an impossible distance above. Here it stoops to drink from the crystal stream where it ribbons away. He knocks the cherry from what little is left of his cigarette and stuffs the crushed remnants into the outer pocket of his standard issue ranger's jacket. As he turns his back and begins his walk back to the jeep, the vultures that led him to the scene return. Nothing goes to waste out here. Nothing wrong with that. Thank you. And before we sign off, any uh, advice for upcoming authors, writers? Yes, I thought, yeah, I, I thought that was a, a, a good question, a really hard question. Um, I wouldn't like to claim to be an expert or, or an overnight success at all. Um, so uh, I think probably take anything I say with a pinch of salt. But in terms of the writing side of it, I would say if you're thinking about it, then just do it. You know, um, I took the chance of lockdown to kind of finish this because I was at home and I had maybe a bit more time. It didn't really feel like it, but I was able to make myself do it. And I think that's what you just need to do. If you've got something and you're thinking about writing it, just you need to put the excuses away and just, and just write it. Um, and if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have decided to publish this this book and, and, and created an ebook and a paperback and and see it sold in the UK and USA and Canada and India and Japan and the Netherlands and Germany and so on. And, and all of that came because I just decided to do it. Um, the, the flip side of that is I would say is um, I did just decide to do it and I, I did it quite impulsively. Um, and I did it partly that way because it was a particular type of project that I thought probably isn't going to get a lot of immediate interest from publishers because it's so short. Um, if, if I had my time again, or if I was someone else doing something else with a different project, I'd probably take a bit more time. Um, I'd probably do more research, um, plan how I wanted to release it. Um, if I wanted to do anything else with it first, competitions, publishers, agents, um, building your social profile, building up to release. Um, I literally just hit publish um, and then realized I hadn't told anyone that it existed. Um, so I had to do everything afterwards. Um, so I would say, get writing, write what you want, um, but then just think carefully about how you, how you want to put that out into the world. All right, thank you so much David for your time. 
Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for your interest. Your book, the sci-fi. Uh, Sorry. Uh, eagerly waiting for your second book, the sci-fi. Oh, great! Thank you. Yes, yes. I'm hoping to have it finished. Well, I'm hoping to have the first draft finished in a, in a few weeks. Hopefully, um, then I'll probably put it aside and then come back to edit it. Um, and then see whether I go down the traditional publishing route or, uh, or self-publish. Um, and so I think hopefully one way or another, it will be available at some point next year. Okay, thank you. But there might be more, there might be more before that. I might publish some other things first. Okay, thank you so much. See you again. Thank you very much. Lovely to speak to you. Take care. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Okay.